Hi, everybody. Got just a short one for you today. I uh, put in, I, I wanted to do a sort of extended call into Dave Aldridge, the percentile show. And so I recorded it through the Anchor app. And I thought, well, you guys who listen to me might enjoy hearing my kind of Tom Bombadil theory. Um, if you haven't listened to Dave's episode on the subject, then you should do so. And um, yeah. That's that's all that it's going to be for today. Real short episode, but just a bit of an idea about Tom Bombadil. All right, Dave, I've got you a special particular call-in today. I'm instead of doing the regular call-in thing, I am doing one audio file through my own anchor recording thing, and then I'm going to email it to you so that you can put it in. But what I've got today is a little bit about Tom Bombadil. And I listened to the the episode that you put together with Shandy Andy's call-ins, and I really like that. Um, I'm going to make the case that Tom Bombadil, rather than being unaffected by the ring by virtue of not believing in it, that Tom Bombadil instead is unaffected by the ring on the basis of his songs being nonsense. And what I mean by that is this idea that I think Tom Bombadil is an example of um, Tolkien's real kind of um, discomfort or concerns or however you might want to describe it about attempting to impose meaning upon the world. Um, And what I mean by that is that if you look at the way that songs are used within the, the whole of the legendarium, they are, about attempting to find meaning within the world largely, right? Most of them are about the history of the events that this whatever people it is who is singing has gone through, and they are about kind of trying to find meaning in that. And specifically, we get into the sort of structural idea, structuralist idea of the arbitrariness of meaning, right? That meaning is just assigned to words with nothing kind of inherent about them. The idea that, you know, there's nothing that relates the word tree to a tree aside from the decision that those two are related to each other. And I think that Tolkien himself, as a linguist, was... Uh, we can talk about kind of his own feelings, but it seems to me that as a linguist, he would be deeply interested in meaning and, and attempting to be meaningful through words. And of course he was interested in that. And yet his work, there are a couple of places where I think we can say that there is something that seems to be um, corrupting about that, and in, in particular, the the sort of opening of the Silmarillion with Eru Ilúvatar and the song, the great song that Melkor corrupts, and you have this idea that Melkor, in attempting to put Melkor Morgoth put his own meaning into the song in order to structure it in the way that he sees fit, he has altered the song and allowed evil into the universe because the universe is sung into existence by Eru Iluvatar and the Valar. Um, And I think 
what Tom Bombadil shows us is precisely how, and that gets at this idea that evil in the Lord of the Rings and in the larger legendarium is something that comes from both without and within. That there's the sort of absolute evil figure of Sauron out there corrupting things, but there's also the internal evil and the idea that what makes you strong, what makes you capable, what makes you powerful is something that also causes you to turn evil, right? That's what basically all of the Gondorian characters are about, uh, Boromir and Faramir and um, Denethor, right? Denethor becomes sort of evil, and I'm doing air quotes for evil, um, precisely because he is wise and he is strong and he he's wise enough to recognize exactly how much shit that they're in at Minas Tirith and how there isn't any reasonable hope at all. And Boromir becomes evil, again, kind of air quotes for evil in this case, because he is a great captain and because he is a leader of men and because he is this powerful figure who, who is a heroic figure, um, and I think this gets down to what is the absolute sort of source of this evil. Well, on its most basic level, perhaps there is this idea that this evil is associated with sentience and particularly the idea of language, because language is so important throughout the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and the Silmarillion and then the rest of the legendarium language itself, I think what Tom Bombadil shows us is the possibility that it is language itself and the attempt to be meaningful that is at sort of the core of evilness, right? Because the hobbits are vulnerable too, right? The hobbits who are not great warriors, who are not particularly wise, who are not insightful counselors or great statesmen or anything like that. The hobbits are vulnerable to evil too, and Tom Bombadil isn't. And what's the difference? The hobbits attempt to be meaningful, and they attempt to impose their meaning upon the world, and they attempt to, they sing songs that have meanings, and Tom Bombadil doesn't. Tom Bombadil sings nonsense. And that's that's sort of my theory about what it is that Tom Bombadil means within the Lord of the Rings. And in some ways, it's really kind of hard to come back from that, because I think it, it speaks to, if we're interested, in some ways, it speaks to the professor's own anxieties about language and about linguistics and about all of this creation and sort of the possibility that there is something really deeply um, corrupting about sort of all of this material and all of this creation and all of this attempt to be meaningful and that, that there is no way around it. And I think that's central to the thematic core of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and the Silmarillion and all this, that there's no way to escape the possibility of being evil really because Tom Bombadil shows us essentially hypothetically how easy it could be, but it's, it's something kind of impossible to do to not be meaningful, to not use language in order to be meaningful. Um, anyway, that's kind of my theory about Tom Bombadil looks like I'm closing in on seven and a half minutes. So, um, Hopefully this, I don't know if this worked any better than the, the regular system of leaving messages or not, but um, yeah, I'm trying out this.
So um, be very interested to hear your thoughts on this, Dave. So yeah, that's that's sort of the theory as as far as it goes. Um, there's probably more that I could say on the subject if I wanted to dig down and all that. But yeah, as is, I think it's kind of an interesting start at the very least. And um, yeah, a little bit about Tom Bombadil and why I think he belongs, or not even about why I think he belongs, I think about what he's doing in the Lord of the Rings, what he means when he appears in the Lord of the Rings is the better way to describe it. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple of other things in the works for you guys. Um, in particular, I have a game that um, I had seen stuff for a while ago, and I just finally, for whatever reason, it took me a while to pull the trigger on getting PDFs and physical copies for it, but it's called Best Left Buried, and I'm going to do an overview of that game because it looks really cool. Um, yeah, Best Left Buried is coming up. I've got a couple of other things to overview. I haven't done a um, book report episode for this week because I haven't been reading as much because I've been uh, a little sick and busy, or busy and then got sick. Um but yeah, I'm going to do next Monday, I'm going to do essentially two weeks worth of book report. And um, yeah, I hope hope everything is going well for you. I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Helm's Wasteland and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.